Hey everybody, welcome to the Strive Podcast, a place dedicated to helping women become the best version of themselves by relying on Jesus Christ and uniting with other women. Today we are dishing out practical, helpful, and tangible tools to help us along our discipleship journey. My name is Abby Harding and I am your host here and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Strive Podcast. My name is Abby and I have the wonderful honor and privilege of introducing you to the amazing epic fantasy novelist Riley Goodman. Okay, I gush over Riley a lot in this episode and as you will listen, you will easily understand why. She is such a genuine human and always strives to be the best version of herself and also brings people along with her on this journey. She's really good at um, hyping others up as well. Um, I love her enthusiasm for writing and being creative, and most importantly, for the gospel. She is just a little light, and hopefully you can hear that throughout this episode. Um, But a little bit about Riley. She has a book published. So cool. (laughs) Her book is titled The Crowning. She goes into it a little deeper into the episode, so I don't want to give any spoilers. But if you are interested and possibly want to read it for yourself, I put the Amazon link in the show notes. Um, But throughout this episode, Riley pulls the curtain back and talks a little bit about her writing and publishing process with this book. And she talks about how she had to really tune out the distractions of other authors and influences and hone in more on the savior. And we talk about inadequacies and positive self-talk and how to break away from that comparison mindset. So before jumping in to Riley's interview, I know you're on pins and needles. You just want to hear from her. (laughs) But I did want to share a scripture super fast. Um, Throughout this episode, we are obviously talking about comparison. And I just wanted to remind you that you are so incredibly awesome. I hope this episode makes you feel pumped up about how extraordinary you are. And we all deal with negative thoughts about ourselves and our passions. And so I hope that you know that God loves you and how mindful he is of you. Um, The scripture I want to share with you before we dive in is found in Moroni, so in the Book of Mormon. Um, It's a letter from a father to a son, and it's in chapter 8. And this is what the father Mormon writes. He says, My beloved son, Moroni, so insert your own name, I rejoice exceedingly that your Lord Jesus Christ hath been mindful of you and hath called you to his ministry and to his holy work. I am mindful of you always in my prayers, continually praying unto the Father in the name of his holy child, Jesus, that he through his infinite goodness and grace will keep you through the endurance of faith on his name until the end. This scripture is one of those I have in my back pocket that if I'm ever feeling those comparison thoughts or inadequate thoughts or just in general, just kind of down, this is a scripture I always turn to. I call it my comfort scripture. (laughs) I share it all the time. It's I have it marked in my scriptures in like 10 different colors with a million different things underlined and different stickers. And it's just one that always makes me feel lighter. Um, I love the idea that it's a letter. I think that's super special. Um, But he's saying that, you know, Jesus Christ is so mindful and he really has called us to this ministry and this holy work. And I hope that you really take that calling seriously in whatever capacity that may be, whether it be in a church calling or, you know, sharing the gospel online or helping someone, um, helping a loved one. Um, but I hope that you know how loved you are and Jesus Christ noticed all of your efforts and he truly has infinite goodness and grace. So with that in mind, um, go ahead and sit back, relax, and I will introduce you to Riley Goodman. All right, everyone. I am sitting down with Riley Goodman. So 
I am so excited. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I love it. I love this. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, to start out, I'll give you me and Riley's origin story. <laughs> so, um, back in the day, what, two years ago? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Ow. Oh, my gosh. Was it was it years? Was it a year? Two years? I thought it was, like, last year's spring. Oh, no. At two years, I think, in the winter. Yes. 2022? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think it was spring 2022. So over a year. Wow. Um, but yeah, so Riley and I worked on the school newspaper for our college together back in the day. <laughs> and she was like the most fantastic editor. She was one of those people I feel like I could just go to and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Or hey, like I have too much on my plate right now. Can you take something off? And she'd be like, heck yeah, like done. <laughs> And she was super efficient and just so willing. I'm just so grateful for her. So I'm grateful that, you know, it started off as a job and we worked together, but now it's evolved into a friendship. So thanks for being my friend. Always. It's, you make it easy. It's, it's not hard, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are the sweetest. Thanks so much. The people <laughs> listening to this are going to be like, what did I just turn on? <laughs> um, okay. So, but Riley is so cool. And so I kind of wanted to bring her on, tell her some, or tell, wait. Have her tell you. There we go. Some experiences. And she is a published author. How cool is that? <laughs> so, Riley, go ahead and tell us about you and then tell us about your book. I would love to. Like Abby said, my name is Riley Goodman. I am the I'm the youngest of five. I'm a military kid, so I have some experience under my belt. Um, I'm graduating, actually, this semester from BYU-Idaho um, in communication, and I hope to go into editing and writing. And a lot of that was inspired by just my my side hobby as as writing because I, I love to write. I consider myself a writer and I can say myself an author now because I published a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's called The Crowning and it's it's an epic fantasy about well, I'll, I'll give you kind of the vibe. It's like Narnia and Hunger Games and Sky High like all mixed together <laughs> um, I love that especially the Sky High that was like my movie back in the day exactly me too I loved like I love the powers and I kind of just included that magical ability and some relationship kind of stuff in my book um and it's it's Nordic based like Scottish Norwegian Nordic and basically the premise is every generation so there's five clans in a kingdom and every generation the firstborn son of the five clan chiefs fight to the death to see who's going to be the king for that upcoming generation um so basically this book is about uh, a girl who's trying to save her brother from the crowning and she also has to keep her own like powers a secret and it's just there's a lot of suspense and and mystery and just the magical some like whimsical stuff but also some some hardcore action too so it, it I feel like it's a perfect balance of everything people love to see in movies and tv and it's done it's done really well so far so I must be doing something right you know <laughs> totally so that's really cool I like how you're able to narrow it down to like those like three movies and like the I love how you call it the vibe <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> yeah I think there's a lot of power in you know loving to write 
-hmm. there's truly like just an energy that just comes Riley and I are both studying journalism and writing and it's really cool and she is just the most awesome person at it so thank you so much for being an inspiration what advice would you give to upcoming writers who want to get into the sphere I would say don't 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 compare yourself to other people that's like that was a huge thing for me like what really made me feel like I had to step up my game for this book was reading Harry Potter I'm like wow J.K. Rowling's like really amazing at description and storytelling and that's something I've always wanted to do I've always wanted to tell like a really good story um and (laughs) it's you're not gonna get it perfect on the first draft Honestly, your first drafts will be the worst thing you've ever read in your whole life. You're like, wow, this is terrible. But that means it can only get better. So don't don't sell yourself short. Don't compare yourself to other people because we're all at different points in our writing journey. And you can only get better. Like, it's it's really hard to get worse from here <laughs> as long as you keep writing. Um, yeah. And and just just kind of bolster some confidence in yourself compliment yourself it's okay to compliment yourself um yeah it's nothing bad's gonna happen if you're you're feeling okay about something you wrote like that's that's actually good we want that because it helps motivation so yeah uh those those things just like confidence don't compare and yeah don't sell yourself short you're awesome so stick with that have faith (laughs) heck yeah you're awesome yeah (laughs) And I think that can also be applied even into like life journeys. You know, I feel like the biggest thing I do all the time is comparing myself, selling myself, selling myself short and being like, oh, I could have done this better or, oh, this could have gone different. You know, even recording this podcast right now, like I'm thinking of a million things in my mind. Right. And that's just kind of how it goes. So what do you do to be able to combat that comparison um, thing? What do you do to stop that? I, I kind of, because something I love, I think it was like a a scripture is oh no no I think I think Jesus said this in the scriptures it's like the race is against sin it's not against ourselves or or wait no races are yeah yeah each other the race is against sin and not each other so I kind of twist that in my own aspect where I'm like I'm trying to be the best version of myself I'm trying to beat myself out I'm not trying to beat anyone else around me out because everyone has their own unique take that they need to add to this world you know, so it's it's not fair to try and become someone else because your voice needs to be heard. It has a specific sound. It has a, like a specific rhythm and and specific message that needs to be given. So um, something I've just I've tried to get out of the head of other people and I've just tried to stay in in my realm. I'm like, OK, what can I do better compared to this draft? How can this next draft be better? Um, so it's just taking it a step at a time and, and being really like lenient with yourself, being, having that grace that God has for you, but carrying that in yourself, like, Hey, it's okay. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect, but I can be better. So yeah, that's, that's what I would offer. (laughs) How do you balance being like lenient with yourself? Like you said, and like holding yourself accountable. Right. I would say because I am like, I am the biggest perfectionist ever. If, if you're just sitting there and tearing yourself apart, that's not productive. It's not going to help you better. But you all you can do, and I feel like I, I kind of prefaced this earlier, is just be the best version of you. Like, like I said, one draft can always be better than the other. It's about taking like, it, it's about keeping that improvement mindset without having that self 
criticism. Oh, I hate this. I hate this about me. I hate this. Um, mm-hmm. It's about the things you can change, not the things you can't. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's not really a, a balance because it's hard to balance things, but it's definitely a rhythm you bounce in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a bowling ball when you're, when you're throwing it down that, what's it called? The track. The <laughs> <laughs> when you're throwing it down the track. <laughs> and there's the bumpers it's yeah that bowling ball in the bumpers so yeah it's it's a it's a process but finding that love for yourself but also loving yourself enough to let there be change is mm-hmm. the best thing you can do so yeah I feel like that primary song like I'm trying to be like Jesus is like the best mission statement to like kind of encapsulate what you said you know trying again it's gonna be okay but right. I think it's awesome that we have that example of Jesus Christ and of other people around us that are striving and doing great that mm-hmm. we can look at so I think there's a lot of power in that yes <laughs> how have you been able to turn to Jesus Christ through this writing process and through the Holy Ghost it's incredible because I don't know, like when, when I was writing my book, and this has happened to me in other situations, like when I was editing for our newspaper, and I was also able to edit a religious text, I can just feel the things that need to be said. Like, mm. I think words are, are my gift. I, I communicate very well. Um, and so I'll just, I'll feel the spirit. And when I'm writing something, I can feel the confirmation, like, yes, this is right. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm on the right track. Um, but it's definitely, like, a process. I, I just remember being so frustrated because it took forever. I, this book took me three years to finally publish. Um, and I was just, I felt, I felt beaten down, but I could feel God's strength through other people when they would read my stuff and they're like wow Riley this is really good like you need to continue this and honestly that's like what continued my journey with the crowning was people's support I could feel God's support I could feel his love and and no matter like what I was writing in the book of course it's all it's all good content um (laughs) no matter what I was writing (laughs) I could I could feel like a push that Mm -hmm. that motivation like God was giving me and other people were delivering that from him so yeah it was amazing (laughs) that is amazing I love how you talked about like that confirmation that trust what if you're writing something or editing something and you don't get that confirmation right at first what are some things that you do to try to feel that I I take a break like I'll I'll read it and man if if I'm just like really overwhelmed I just need a breather because sometimes mm-hmm. you're just really in your head and and that can be a sign that you're getting in your own way when you're trying to better something. It, I always say this to people. I'm like, you got to get out of your own way. So to get out of your own way, you need to get out of like your current ruminating element. You need to take your mind off it, take a walk, watch a show, go get some exercise and then come back to it. And when you come back to it with fresh eyes, it has more ability for the spirit to impact you to come back and be like, okay, this is what needs to say. This is what should be changed. Um, and it's not always so direct because we're given agency. It's not like God's taking our hand and writing for us, even though sometimes it can feel like that. Sometimes that happens, but that's not every single case. 
Um, it's you making those decisions and trusting God enough that, yes, this is what needs to be said. And specifically, like, I won't feel the spirit all the time when I'm writing, but those specific passages where I'm like, oh, this is going to impact someone. They really need this. Like, that's when the spirit comes in and gives you that reassurance. Because I'll always be in my own head. Like, I'm like, oh, this isn't good enough. Maybe I should just delete it. And then the spirit's like, no, keep it. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You know, so. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I've never had the spirit like work through me like that until I started writing and editing. So, yeah. <laughs> I love how you're just like so happy about it. Like I'm obviously you can't see her like I can see her on the camera, but she is just glowing talking about this. And I know that writing is such a passion, but I think even like the spirit is such a passion as well. So thank you for following the commandments and keeping covenants and all those things. It definitely shows. Always like it. And it it's it's not a hard choice when you see the results. Um, I, you can, people question themselves so much. They're like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. But if you do, if you do the right thing, you're not going to regret the decision. Like my, my mom will always say, if you're, you're never going to regret being kind to someone or following the spirit because you're not going to be let down. You may trip, you may fall, but you're not going to stay there. You're going to mm-hmm. get up. You're going to, you're going to feel that love and support as you continue to go, no matter how hard it gets. Like writing my book was, it took so long, but I was finally able to do it with like support and especially in the publishing process. Oh my gosh, I received so much support. I I don't think I had ever felt that much love. Like I didn't realize how important I was to so many people when I published my book. I could feel the love. I could feel God's love for me and like the pride that my parents had and and my family and my friends. And it was just, it was like a bunch of angels just surrounding me and and wrapping me up in a blanket. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. So always. (laughs) I love. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. I loved how you talked about like angels. Like that's so special. Um, There's actually a scripture that before we started talking, I kind of thought of it as we were brainstorming and going through and prepping for today is it okay if I share it with you absolutely (laughs) okay so ether 12 is a very popular um scripture chapter but there is one part that often gets overlooked and it talks about writing fears so this is Moroni talking and this is verse 24 and he says and thou hast made us that we could write but little because of the awkwardness of our hands behold thou hast not made us mighty in writing like unto the brother of Jared for thou madest him the things which he wrote were mighty, even as thou art, and overpowering them the man to read them. Thou hast made our words powerful and great, that we cannot write them. Wherefore, when we write, we behold our weakness and stumble because of the placing of our words. I fear lest the Gentiles shall mock our words. And I love this part. If you are a writer or want to be a writer, this chapter is for you. It's all about weaknesses, but it talks obviously specifically about writing, but he's like talking like these are scriptures that we're reading all the time, <laughs> you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of thousands of people are reading them yet. They're so scared, you know, talking about the awkwardness of our hands, you know, we're not as good as the brother of Jared at writing, you know, this is like a big deal. And he continues to say that when I had this, the Lord spake unto me saying fools mock, but they shall mourn. And my grace is sufficient for the meek that if you shall take no advantage of your weakness. And then it goes into the famous verse 27. And it says, if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto men weakness that they may be humble. And my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. 
And if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then I will make weak things become strong unto them. (laughs) And talking about comparison and support and writing and doing big things. Like I think this chapter totally just fits right in. Um, I, I like the first part where it's talking about comparing. We kind of went over that already, but as it goes on, the Lord tells them like fools will mock, you know, like, what do you have to think about these scriptures? What do you have to say about them? If anything, I'd say it's funny because it sounds like it's me writing that. <laughs> like, I, oh my gosh, I have a specific circumstance when I was in second grade. Like my teacher just, she tore me apart with my, my little writing assignment. Oh, um, and she, I, she was like too repetitive, too many, like, you know, the same ideas. It's, it's not creative enough. Because I kept saying, I like my bike. I like my dog. I like my parents. Stuff like that. Where it is super repetitive. And I can't see what she was saying. But I just felt defeated. When I was in second grade, I was like, I'm not a good writer. This is, I'm awful. There's no way, like, I'm going to make this into anything. So I just kind of dismissed it throughout my middle school years. And it wasn't until, like, my senior year in high school when when a, when a teacher came up to me. And I, I had just submitted an assignment. And he was like, this writing is like really good this is like really good are you gonna do anything with writing and I was like I mean I don't know I hate writing like that's, that's what I told him I hated it just because I was so embarrassed I still kept that embarrassment um but hearing like how much I had grown and and how much I don't know my my words had impacted someone because because he had just he put it on his refrigerator in his office. It was so interesting. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> I know exactly. It made me feel like a superstar. And I just, I had grown and I hadn't even known it. Um, and I feel like that, that happens a lot to us. Like we'll still carry our insecurities from the past and it's not even relevant anymore because we have grown so much more than we've seen. Like we can't see how awesome we've become. And, and, but God has. And, and I remember, like, I was reading just this past week in, in the Old Testament with, with Moses and saying how he's not a man of, like, great words because he had, like, speech impediment. But God knew what he could become. And having that trust and having that faith and having that love and ability to follow God, no matter how insecure you feel, um, like, will completely change the outcome of what happens in the future for you blessings opportunities who you become in general it's mm-hmm. amazing I yeah I just yeah I, w- I wouldn't have become a writer if it, if it wasn't for my like my senior my class teacher in my senior year of high school and yeah we grow we grow so much so like I said we got to get out of our own way <laughs> totally and can you imagine what your life would be like right now if you didn't do that no the world <laughs> I I, honestly, like even my freshman year, I was still kind of iffy about writing. I was like, "Uh, I don't know. I was, I wanted to do more film. I thought film was so interesting because it's still storytelling. Yeah. Um, but it just, it wasn't working out. And I was like, well, I'm, I don't know what to do. So I changed my major. I thought about doing like web design and development. That wasn't for me. And then I, I was like my sophomore year of college and I, I was just, so lost I was so lost and I I didn't know what to do because I had been doing everything I'd been researching careers different things I may be interested in um what what has good pay but what I also won't hate doing 
Um, and I just, I had, ex- I had expelled all my energy. I had done all that I could. And it was only then that I had a prompting where it was just a, like a burning in my heart. It's just writing. That's what I was told. And it, at that moment, I just, man, I, I knew God was watching out for me, but that we also had to make our own decisions and take those steps to get there, to be prepared to receive that revelation and to receive those words. Um, so yeah, I don't know what my life would be like <laughs> if I hadn't like been career searching and, and without my professors and oh, yeah, it's been an amazing wild ride, but I'm so glad where I landed. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think that God truly has best intentions for us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our judgment is clouded and we just can't see it quite yet. Right. And like you mentioned, like if you were told your what 18 year old self that you were going to be a writer and publish a book. <laughs> no. Oh. Wild. No, I wouldn't. I, I would have been like, no, I, nope, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. I'm not great with words. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of translated from my mouth to paper. Cause I always love like teaching in Sunday school and stuff. I'd love when young women's would happen and they're like, Riley, you get to teach. And I'm like, yay, I get to like talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it, like I said, I changed without even realizing it. So we, it's just having that, that faith and that trust, no matter how scared you are, the faith will always overcome fear. So yeah, you're taken care of. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of like growth. Like I feel like 2023 has been such a wild year. And now that it's October going into November, even just the January me freaks me out thinking about where I was and emotionally, physically, mentally, all the things like, it's crazy to think of how much I've grown, but yet day to day, I'm like, Oh, I'm still messing this up or oh, this still happens. You know, there's so much growth that's happened. And I, I like how you said, you just need to recognize it. Like earlier, you're awesome. And so what advice would you give to someone who's kind of in that rut where they feel like they haven't grown, they can't really see their progress? Um, it's easy. It's, it's a question you have to ask yourself. Why is it easier for you to see your faults than to see like how truly divinely unique and incredible you are? Um, and that's a huge play by the adversary. I would say refocusing your life, seeing where you are, and and it's kind of like that Russell M. Nelson quote where the happiness has to do with the focus of your life, not the circumstances. Um, I definitely had a hard year. It was a really hard year for me. Um, and and coming to school, it it was it was crazy. I just I felt like I had nothing left to give. I was so tired. I I had done so much trying to better myself, but not in the ways that I needed to. It wasn't until I started having that continual and meaningful scripture study, not just that check off the box, read a few chapters before I go to bed. It was, what am I trying to learn? What do I need to hear? Um, And those, and having, having continual prayer, different prayer, not like a remiumptum prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would also walk to the temple a lot. I would say like refocus, not on school, not on your career, but refocus it on the savior and around your family that will make you the most happy. 
um, the most joyful. It's the most lasting happiness because no matter what was going on in my life, it wasn't until I had refocused and recentered on the savior and his gospel that I started to feel better. Like nothing, none of the bad even really mattered anymore. It didn't matter how many insecurities I had or how much hardship I was going through. I could feel that the savior was there by my side and, and, and he's never gone. He's always there. And, and, the adversary just likes to make us think that we are completely alone and that no one understands us and that the the darkness will never end. But that's wrong because the darkness will never prevail. The There's always a dawn. There's always a dawn to the darkest night. So I would, yeah, re- long story short, refocusing, refocusing your life. Yeah. I think it's powerful that we know how the story ends. You know, we know that Jesus wins and we're on the winning team. Right. it's just who you're playing for you know I think when you go back on yourself it's that's where the danger can happen and Satan's really good at it because he's had a lot of time to craft what he's working on right and Jesus has had a lot of time too to craft what he's working on and so um always choose him whatever that may look like I loved um President Nelson's talk think celestial Mm. last conference I feel like that like totally fits in with this like who are you striving to become and he's what, like 99, 99 on 99 yep. of September 9th. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking about where I want to be when I'm 99. Oh, yeah. You know, is it still having these faults? Hopefully not. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, prob- it's human nature to have some, but, you know, when I'm 99 years old, I want to be thinking, oh my gosh, how many Instagram followers do I have? Right. Oh my gosh. You know, how many like- followers? <laughs> How many what? Podcast. Like- oh, <laughs> hopefully I'm still podcasting when I'm 99. That's the goal. But yeah, I think there's a lot of things that that cloud our vision. And I think Satan eats that up. He loves it because he, this is his earth. This is where he lives. And so he do, he can't think celestial. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for him. And so he wants it to be impossible for us. But when we, like you said, like getting rid of comparison, focusing on our selves and our growth and loving ourselves, whatever that may look like and thinking that Jesus is there and participating in the gospel. So I don't know. I think celestial, thinking celestial is hard to do, but it's 100% worth it. Right. And and it's like, sometimes you don't even have to be going down the wrong road or knowingly going down the wrong road. It just unconsciously happens. Life mm-hmm. can be busy. You get like, and, and slowly you start to get separated from what's really important. And it's by degrees. It's not like, oh, Satan's like, take this path. And you're like, okay. It's, <laughs> it's that slight, you know, like separation from, from mm-hmm. the day-to-day decision. Like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't read my scriptures. Or no, I'll call, I'll, I'll call my family member tomorrow. They like, I, I just need a nap, which we all need a nap. But when are you going to be able to talk to your family today? You know? Um, so yeah. So don't feel like you're a bad person. Sometimes it, it's just, it, it's part of life. Life gets hectic. When the whirlwinds happen, you're going to move in circles. You're going to move. But as long as you're anchored, you're not going to be taken away. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> I love that. That was beautiful. <laughs> Please include that in your next book. <laughs> yeah, I think the whirlwinds, like you said, are going to come and what are you, I think having that game plan to know like what you're going to do to handle it, mm-hmm. you know, hey, like when I start feeling this way, 
What's your comfort scripture? What's your comfort hymn that you can turn to? Who's that person that you can call up and be like, hey, I'm really struggling today, you know, praying. How is that going to work? You know, just having that game plan and set in stone, like a coping mechanism to, okay, I'm starting to fall into this trap. I need to get over here. Just being super self-aware, I think, goes a long way as well. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of Oaks is good, better, best. Like, there are good things, there are better things, and there are the best things, which is celestial. We got the celestial, terrestrial, and telestial. So it's it's really your decision every day to think celestial. And it looks different every day. Like, don't, don't feel like you have to give that same ferocity every single day. Because sometimes you can only give so much. Your all yeah. looks different. Like, like, one day you can give 100%, maybe the next day you can only give 70 but as long as you're giving what you can give, that's that's how you're going to av- avoid the adversary's traps and, and feel that separation or isolation from God. Yeah, I'm so grateful that we have Jesus Christ to kind of navigate us through this. And it takes a lot of effort and takes a lot of, what's the word I'm thinking? Intensity. Like, it can be kind of scary, you mm-hmm. know, to trust him and you can't physically see him in front of you but there's so many great things that come from that absolutely discipline it's a lot of discipline but it's it's a a comforting discipline like you you're not alone if you have too much to carry you're not carrying it alone you don't have to you carry as much as you can and then you give the rest to god and and because if you take his yoke upon you you'll be able to get through like oxen but in a more human way. <laughs> I literally going to bring up that scripture just now. That was so like in sync. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Riley, it has been such an honor to be able to talk with you and hear about your book and hear about your testimony. And there is one last question I have for you. Absolutely. So here at Strive Podcast, we always end the episodes by asking, what is one thing you're striving to do this week? So you share one and I share one, and then I'll keep you accountable. Hmm. Okay. I'll keep me accountable. (laughs) Okay. For me, I'm trying to write in my journal more. I'm trying to like keep a record because I know it's important and I've only been able to do it like during my hard times. So definitely this week, I just, I just find like keeping little reminders of what God does for me every single day, like tells me how much that he loves me, even if I'm not aware of it. Like the next day, I can always look at back and be like, he was there for me then. He's here for me now. So that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to journal more. <laughs> wow, that's a great goal. I might have to steal that one, actually. I'll, I'll make that one my goal, too. We'll have the same goal. I love that. Yes. I don't even know the last time I wrote in it. Maybe like last summer. I don't know. <laughs> I, know, I know where it is, but I just need to go find it. That's a really good idea. Okay, we'll journal together. That sounds good. Beautiful. We can't, we can't pass by that book. We got to open it up and use it. Mm -hmm. amen (laughs) awesome okay Riley well thank you so much for hanging out with us and again I'll go give it one last plug go read her book I'll link it below is it on Amazon that the best way to get it yes Amazon it's Kindle and paperback so whatever your heart's content go go for it (laughs) okay and I'll link Riley's Instagram down below and all the places where you can find her there but thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day thank you Uh